0: chapter 12 and we're going to read verse 1 and 2 and i just pray that this is a blessing to you it says um, and it should be on the screen as well paul says i appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of god to present your bodies as a living sacrifice somebody say a living sacrifice you know in the old testament it was all about dead sacrifices things had to be killed in order to please god but once jesus died somebody say jesus Once Jesus died, now it's no longer about dead things. But now we get to serve God with newness of life. And so we serve him with the life that he's given us. We put that to practice and we honor and glorify him uh, that wise. And so he says uh, uh, that this living sacrifice is to be holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And some translations say your reasonable service. It just makes sense in response to what God has done for us. And then I love verse 2 says... Do not be conformed, somebody say conformed, to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern or understand what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so uh, I remember, and maybe uh, for those who grew up in a Christian home, uh, this might be your experience as well. You know, uh, because I grew up in a Christian home, I was taught that uh that music that was what we would classify as secular everybody say secular secular music was bad and uh in fact listening to that type of music was more than likely going to send you to the hot place you know uh maybe i'm the only one any hands of anybody else who grew up thinking that okay i see a lot of hands there okay and so you know so for me i used to have to sneak to try to act you know, like I was listening to gospel music and or something Christian, and I'd be like, "Take me to the king." When I'm listening to something completely different in my ears, like, "Oh, oh," I'm not listening to Kurt Franklin. Come on, you know, it was hi, my name is. But anyway, there we go, Ficky, Ficky, Slim Shady. But the fact is that you know in many christian contexts we're taught that secular music quote unquote uh is bad music and we need to go out of our way to uh to be in this position where we distance ourselves uh from that which is considered secular and you know and and really and truly i remember even when i gave my life to the lord uh and you know for some of you this is going to be very uncomfortable i'm just giving you a heads up uh because this is going to be completely probably the opposite of what you were thinking that i was going to talk about uh because you know i remember when i got saved i was told you know because of this thought process and how i grew up that all of my secular music i had a whole bunch of cds remember when we used to use cds you remember remember those books of cds with all the plastic sleeves you know and i remember (laughs) so i just gave somebody a throwback like you know and i remember like just going in that and just breaking all of my cds i'm like this is for you jesus break wu-tang hey i hate you pink jill scott bun you you know and just breaking all this stuff and just throwing them away and uh that may have been of some of your experiences as well and then you find like ministries and i'm not going to call any names out uh, but there are ministries that are like are dedicated you know to going and exposing the spirit behind the music and all of this stuff and granted i'm not going to lie and i'm not going to say that there is not um there are not Ill motives behind a lot of the music that we listen to today. However, I will say that the church has demonized music uh to a place and we've classified so many things as secular or as if God cannot use them, or if as if they are false representations of what is taking place in our world today, and consequently we have become to the place where we are not as effective as we're supposed to be in ministry. Are you with me this morning? Can I, just make some, can I just make some statements? We as a church have become to the place where most Christians have a separatist mentality. Somebody say separatist. And what I mean by this is the fact that we think that now that we're saved, we're supposed to separate ourselves from the world. However, the Bible, if I can just preach and just help you to understand, uh, the Bible does not call us to be have a separatist mentality. The Bible calls us to separate from sin, not the world. What do you mean by this? What do you mean by this? Realize, realize, realize and understand that a separatist mentality is the antithesis of the gospel. The antithesis, antithesis meaning the complete opposite meaning of what the gospel is about. The gospel itself, it embodies the fact that God left heaven and came into the world. Somebody say into the world. Jesus was so down to earth that he came down to earth and put on flesh. Are you with me this morning? And incarnated into our context and didn't run away from the culture, but engage the culture he didn't separate himself from the people he separated himself from the sin and christians we need to get to the place where we lose if i could just teach you just one or two seconds i just feel this thing it's getting good to me uh because you know you know we have to get to the place where we understand how to how to to live in that balance where we are like the text said today he says we are supposed to be living sacrifices Meaning that our life is dedicated to reaching people who are aside from God, who have not yet come to the place where they have experienced the love and the grace of Jesus. The only way we can do that is by living in the world. But even though we're in the world, note verse 2, it declares and says, don't be conformed to this world. So the difference, there's a difference between being in the world and being conformed to the world and many of us we walk in a spirit of fear as if we don't have the holy ghost come on somebody uh the, the, that like the holy ghost came into us. you know th- that's why paul tells timothy for god has not given us a spirit of fear pastor Drew, don't you understand that if i'm in the world you know there's spirits in the world and they're gonna jump off on me and i'm just and we just walking like little leaves in the wind just shaking just walking like little wusses scared don't you know that greater is he that is in you first john chapter four verse four then He that is in the world and that if jesus could leave heaven and come to the earth then we have to be individuals that are not scared of the world come on somebody but we're willing to go into the world and engage culture somebody say engage engage culture you know there's some people who feel this way you know and they talk about the fact that well the bible says avoid the very appearance of evil so if you're telling me to do this i'm supposed to avoid the very appearance of evil so i'm gonna be in my nice little christian club over here and i'm just gonna yell at all the sinners across from my jesus island i'm gonna yell at them and i'm gonna expect for them to change come on somebody and that's not what god has called us to do god has called us to be engagers of culture which means that we are educated and we are cognizant of what is happening around us hello somebody and so this is the fact that scripture that first uh, first Thessalonians 5 that says avoid the appearance of evil we actually misquote that that's not what he's saying he's like you don't you know because you're thinking it's saying you don't want to hang out with that person because you know they're evil and you don't want to appear evil too you know and that's the way jesus doesn't agree with you i'm sorry i just want to throw you a surprise party because we find uh that that number one that text actually more accurately uh translated is avoid every form of evil in other words don't conform to the world it's not saying don't put yourself in a position where you uh where you may look evil to others or where it may look like you're engaged in things that are evil can i help you look at this man matthew chapter 9 i came to mess with your With your whole culture today. I just came to just, just jack it up because we need to position ourselves to be more effective. In Matthew chapter 9, we find in Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse, verse 10, if you will, through 13, it says, And Jesus reclined at the table in the house. Behold, many tax collectors, which were considered people that were completely out of their rockers. They were like the, the sinners of sinners. He says, Many tax collectors, watch this, uh, and sinners, came and were reclining with jesus and his disciples so yo, they were on the chill beat they were chilling hard together jesus and these people that were considered that they should have been rejected that they were considered that they should have been aside jesus was chilling hard with these people and look at what it says in the text they're reclining so he's not just sitting there in the in the in the judgment seat no they reclining child they're like they just leaned they just he's he's there on a lean back flow that's what's taking place and it says look it says look at the look at the religious people and this is where we usually fall verse 11 and when the pharisees saw this they said to his disciples why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners but when they heard it he said those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice for I came to call the right, not the righteous, but sinners. So he's saying, look, Jesus was in a position where religious folk were looking and they're saying, hold up a minute. Why is this dude hanging out with sinners? why is this dude in a position he he was he was having the appearance of evil in fact you know in 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 uh in chapter 11 of matthew uh verse 19 look at what it says here if you will it says uh the son of man came eating and drinking and they say look at him a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners yet wisdom is justified by her deeds so they looked at jesus and they said this dude is a drunkard because he i see him in the context of he was in the places that we would consider bars today and he was hanging out in those sorts of contexts and he was with people in their contexts. And so they're looking at him and saying, he must be one of them because he was hanging out with them and getting into their circle. Man, who am I talking to this morning? God did not call you to be a separatist. As a Christian, God did not call you to be so heavenly minded that all you do is stay in your room for 24 hours on your face. You talk, somebody call you, I'm praying, I'm praying, I can't talk to you right now. The house is burning down. I'm praying right now. I'm sorry, I can't come to the phone. Your voicemail, you put that thing on the voicemail talking about, call me back in 10 minutes ikebosha i am just in the i am just in the holy ghost Uh, tamayaloboto he cometh in a honda and you know then you can get back to me no get you we need to get to the place where we get up off our knees come on somebody and we instead of running away from the world we run into the world and say hey i know a savior that can pick you up and turn who am i preaching to on this morning man i feel this So, 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 so that's not what the Bible tells us uh, because Jesus's actions determined that was a lie. The Holy Ghost came to empower you to be a witness. Did he call you to empower you to be a witness to other Christians? Has the Holy Ghost filled you with power to go and talk to people so you can just look at each other and think about how cute and how cool you are? Or did the Holy Ghost fill you? He said in Acts one eight, but you shall receive somebody shout power power when the holy ghost is come upon you for he will make you a witness for me unto judea and samaria and unto the uttermost parts unto malvern come on church unto richmond hill unto the the, the region of durham god called you to be a witness not to hide yourself but, oh my god so 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 when i'm talking about this i just wanted to contextualize everything so you could understand that this is all about when i'm talking about summer mixtape and we're talking about this and we're getting ready to unpack in fact you mean to make sure that you are here next week make sure you bring somebody and come out because we're diving in we going all the way in in fact look at somebody tell them we're going in come on and so i'm not scared of it y'all i'm not scared because it's important for us to understand these things if you will so when we're talking about the context of music then and i'm talking about engaging culture someone makes take the intro that's what we're talking about engaging culture we have to be to the place you know where we answer this question so you're saying so should we consider listen to be entertained by uh is it okay uh and or even create that's like a heart attack moment for somebody create non-christian music should is is that okay can we engage that can we listen to that can we be entertained by this can we can we can we consider what's being said in non-christian music uh or do i have to give up all of these things and so i i just I, i think it's very important i'm not going to give you a yes or no answer because that's up to you and the holy ghost up ultimately but i think that there are some things that we should consider you know that are very important as we come to a conclusion in regards to these things so the first thing i want you to consider i'm just going to give you five things how many things five quick things i want to bring to your attention in regards to this the first thing is just to give you a surprise party out the gate there is no such thing as a secular gift in fact, look at somebody. Tell them the devil does not give people gifts. Come on. My Bible says in James chapter 1 uh, verse 17 that every good and perfect Gift comes from where? From above, from the Father of light, in whom there is no shadow of turning. Everyone who has a gift, they got it from God. Now, the thing is, the question is essentially, who are they using it for? But is it possible, it is very possible for people to have Christian or non Christian and non Christian music, music that says nothing about it? It's not in there talking about, you know, because some of us we'll only listen to stuff if it says father son and holy ghost or if jesus is in there and we think that god can't be in it or that god didn't gift that person you know that person is that's just from the devil that is not scriptural it is possible for non-christian music to glorify god as well can i talk this morning i know some of y'all are getting ready to stone me but that's okay i came prepared i came prepared and the fact is, you know, it's, it, you, we have to understand that, that, number one, there's no such thing as a secular gift. Number two, I'll say that artists, are, as such, are cultural expositors. Let me take it a little deeper. Somebody say cultural expositors. What do I mean by this? An expositor is someone who exegetes or takes out or represents right or paints a picture let me break it down a little bit more of what is happening around some of us christians are so far away from what's going on and we're just singing about heaven and we're singing about what's to come but we have no clue what's going on around us christians many times are some of the most culturally disengaged people of our time can i talk to someone this morning And that's why that's why when there are people who are in the community and serving and working, isn't it the truth, Renford, that oftentimes people will say that Christians are the most misrepresented people in the communities. Come on, because we're so focused on gathering and getting together and being in the house and having a good time in Jesus name while there's a lost and dying world on the outside. And so oftentimes artists that you even consider secular are great cultural expositors. In other words, they talk about what they're talking about in many cases is accurate. So when you listen to what they're talking about, their experience is on the ground. They're out there and they're talking about what it is that is happening around them. Come on, somebody. And so many times we can listen to what is being said and we're not necessarily, you don't necessarily even have to listen to it for entertainment purposes. But in order, this is what I'm talking about, engaging ourselves, preparing ourselves to be able to be effective in the community. We have to get to the place where we are willing to engage culture. We're able to learn many times, be students of what is going on so that we can actually know how to reach people who are out there. When I go out fishing, I don't just go out, you know, and one of my one of my best friends, Robert Trice, he is a he is a man's man. I mean, he's out there all the time. He is hunting. He's hiding in trees, uh, you know, on some stuff like, you know, waiting for like 20 minutes to just get a shot. You know, like he's he is he is serious. And even when it comes to fishing, Robert will never go out. How many of you uh, fish in here? Is there anybody that fishes in here? OK, uh, I see you reaching. OK, OK, a little bit. I got you. So when you go out fishing, I'm not like, you know what? I'm going to grab this Mars bar and I'm going to put it on the end of this hook and we're going to just cast this Mars bar out and we're just going to just wait and see what happens. How many fish you think you're going to catch with a, with a Mars bar? Zero. And that's the way that Christians act we go out there and we try to just throw anything out and we wonder why is nobody coming to the lord how can we get the young people come on somebody have you ever heard those questions how are we gonna reach the? it's because you don't even know what the young people are going through you don't even know what's happening in the community come on somebody because a lot of the music that's out there it actually these guys are and girls are cultural expositors they they give us a representation of what's happening and even i'll even say this Even if you pay attention, I'm not telling you to go out and listen to music that's talking about shooting up people and all this stuff and bob your head to it and enjoy it. But I'm saying that we have to be engaged to the place where we know what we have our ear to the ground and we know what's going on and we hear what's going on because even that music tells us what's happening in our community. It tells us where people's minds are at. It tells us where, where, their, where their hearts are uh, in this moment. And I love this, man. I'm telling you, it's in the Bible, y'all. It's in the Bible. Uh, in fact, go to, go to Acts chapter 17. The scripture will be on there. Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Uh, if you have your Bible, go with me there uh, or follow along on the screen. And I love this so much. And, you know, and and again, you know, this might be uncomfortable for some of you, but that's okay because I want to help you put to help push you into effectiveness. Serve City is not going to be the average church. Can I just declare it over this house? It's not. We are not going to be just labeled as another church that just gets together on Sunday and that's all we're about whatever we we're gonna do whatever we need to do to position ourselves to be effective here especially in this community that has the highest concentration of young people in all of canada some of y'all didn't even know that about malvern and we're right here in the middle i want to see man I, can i just prophesy man i just see i see young people just getting saved and filled with the holy Ghost, like the apostles come on somebody you didn't know that the gospel was carried on the back of teenagers that peter and that and that andrew and that all these guys and that were that jesus ap- appointed and used and that later led the church that they were teenagers when they got started come on somebody and i'm just believing over this city i'm believing over this region man if there's somebody that can join their faith with me i'm believing for transformation and mass transformation in the lives of young people in our midst that they will rise up and become prophets they will rise up and become uh, missionaries in the community and that communities are getting ready to change because of the gospel of jesus come on somebody are you standing with me and believing it this morning man i am believing for transformation because our hearts and our minds are to the place where we stop being separatists and we start engaging culture so we can impact culture not only this so so acts chapter 17 uh, verse 16 if you will and onward i want to read this is paul in athens everybody say athens and so paul in athens it says now while paul was waiting for them at athens his spirit was provoked within him and he saw the city was full of idols somebody say idols so he reasoned in the synagogue with the jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there some of the epicurean and stoic philosophers also conversed with him and he said what does this babbler wish to say others said he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching jesus and the resurrection and they took him and brought him to Aeropagus, saying May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting for you bring some strange thing to our ears we wish to know therefore that the what these things mean now all the athenians uh, and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except hearing something new then it says in verse 22 so paul standing in the midst of Aropagus says men of athens i perceive that in every way you are religious for as i passed along and observed the objects as uh, of your worship pay attention please see this please see this i found also an altar with the inscription the, to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man nor is he served by human hands and though he needed anything as though he needed anything since he himself gives all oh man uh, life and breath and everything and later on he goes on in verse uh, in the 28th verse and in him we live we move we have our being are you hearing what i'm saying so paul goes to this place that is full of idols come on somebody somebody say idols and paul doesn't run through the place breaking over the idols He doesn't run through the place, turning them over and going like, you know, and kicking them down like Jackie Chan on them. He didn't just go nuts. Uh, But what he does is he looks at them and he engages them where they are. He says, I see an altar that's built here and said that it's to the unknown God. Somebody say the unknown God. So he was able to use their idolatry as a platform to preach the gospel man I'm, if so, I'm about to lose it up here man because we need to understand this is what i'm trying to talk about paul engaged the culture that he was in and he used what they were considering as idol, what was considered as idolatry he used that platform to be able to preach the gospel who am i talking to this morning instead of running away from the idols that are there you don't have to conform and worship those idols but we as christians have to get to the place where we become skillful enough to be able to hear things and be able to see things and be able to be to the place where we understand what's going on to meet people where they are and say you know what this thing that you're listening to this thing that you've proposed as a problem in your music i have the answer to that problem and his name is jesus come on somebody but we can't do that if we don't engage culture are you with me man that was some good stuff right there in fact i'm gonna do my dance my happy dance right there so number four somebody say number four i gotta move i gotta move but i want you to get this number four so not only uh, do is there no such thing as a secular gift not only are artists as such co- great cultural expositors and there are truths in those uh, that music not uh, n- and not only number three do we have to engage culture in order to impact culture uh, but number four we need to rid ourselves of idolatrous double standards somebody say i have to rid myself of double standards what do i mean by this you know some of y'all you're like but pastor don't you understand that this music because we're getting ready to explore it next week don't you understand this music has things that are considered derogatory or there are expletives that are in this music and i don't want my sanctified ears to hear this music come on somebody you know even though you be cussing at home come on somebody even though you be watching uh in scandal and watching all that crazy stuff on the TV, I'm, I'm gonna talk about it and we have these double standards i don't want to listen to that but we we become we compartmentalize our stuff and we act like we're against stuff and when we actually also uh, often entertain stuff i don't know about you but when i stub my toe i'm not like hallelujah thank you jesus okay y'all don't want to keep it real today speaking in tongues talking about stub your toe no you don't at least i don't i'm gonna keep it real today and the fact of the matter is but we need to understand that we you know and we do stuff like this i don't want timmy watching that violent power rangers show i don't want timmy watching power rangers and the power forces uniting and them kicking the people and doing all this violence yet in the bible we read to our kids about david and goliath and how a little boy or how a boy struck a man in his head and hit him down and then we say that he cut off the man's head and brought it back tell me that's not a double standard so i don't want my kids watching violence but the bible is full of all sorts you want you want me to keep going about the stories if you read the old to uh, gabe go read your go read the old testament gabe but then don't go and watch power rangers come on somebody we need to get to the place you see what i'm saying we need to get to the place where we are able because i can't shelter my kids from stuff man i can't sh- you cannot shelter yourself walk through the mall is half naked women on the sc- on all up under Victoria's victoria secret stuff and you know i gotta walk by and be like babe i'm not looking i'm not looking you're the best thing since sliced bread babe you know you can't shelter your stuff because you're yourself because we are in this world. I remember one time I came home. My son, uh, my son was my, my son Gabe. You know, I picked him up from school and we came out of school and you know and and we're walking down the street. I'm going. He's we 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 gonna go meet his uh, mom at the car. And we're on the way to the car. And and Gabe Gabe looks at me and Gabe says he says Dad. He's like uh, he's like oh f I forgot my lunch in school and child man that west indian came out so fast i was like boy what did you say and he said and he repeated it he said oh f i forgot my lunch at school and how old was Gabe at that time he was five years old i'm like what in the world is my five he didn't hear that at our house and so i asked him you know what the west indian obviously my dad i would have been i would have been the next thing would have been we are scheduling andrew's homegoing service <laughs> it's going to be next thursday at uh because you know how how kids how west indian parents and how parents in general act towards that but instead i i realized that when he was saying it he didn't understand what he was saying so i asked him I'm like gabe what does that mean he's like i don't know uh and i'm just gonna say billy said it and i heard him say it and he used it like that so i use it like that and you know what you know traditionally we would beat the kids and we say no don't do no you cannot shelter your kids from stuff that's out there you can't shelter them from the songs that are out there and what's happening but what we can do come on is train them up in the way they should go that when they get old they won't depart from it i can't shelter you but i can i can educate you about what's going on so you know what i did some of y'all might not like me for this but i sat him down on the bed i said listen son these are the these are the that word means this and there are so there are other words and i went and i listed out all the other words that you're going to probably hear uh in this in this in the school and you're going to hear your friends say these things but you know because of where you are you're not allowed to say these words because it's offensive to people who are around you and it's offensive to your teachers you'll get in trouble and i explained to him why he shouldn't say this as opposed to just saying you know what son when you hear these things block your ears and look like you're super christian and that's what me many of us do and why we're unaffected come on somebody god is not called you to walk around with earplugs in your ears acting like you don't see and hear we've got to understand what's going on we got to be able to be in the world and engage what's happening and be able to have an answer for the stuff that is truth that is often being put out there as to what's happening in our culture are you with me this morning Whew you know what i mean some of us we if we really thought about what was happening in the bible there's a lot of strong words in the bible y'all and some of us we don't understand you know uh you know we don't understand and this is why we act the way that we do you know jesus didn't call you to be sheltered man he called you to be woke and that's the bottom line and so we need to understand look um uh you know there's a lot of strong words for example so i say for example For example, uh, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, we find where the Apostle Paul, and we don't catch these things because obviously the New Testament was written in Greek, uh, and the Bible was written in Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. These three languages, and uh, one of them was Greek. This is Greek that Paul is speaking in this moment. And he says that in comparison to Christ, he says everything in comparison to Christ, I count it as dung. Some translations say rubbish, rather. Somebody say dung. So he says, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as dung or rubbish. And, you know, so he's saying in comparison to everything that I've lost in comparison to now what I have in Christ. So in order for him, for us to understand what he was saying, he uses the Greek word skubalon. Everybody say skubalon. Now skubalon is what we would use to say scubalon happens i just stepped in a pile of scubalon. come on somebody we would be like you stub your toe oh scubalon. that's the extent of the word that paul uses in that text he's using a strong word to show the extremity of of the comparison between what he's lost and what he now has in christ and to understand, this, you look at Paul's life and look at everything that he was and, and, and the classification and the qualifications and the, the rank and the title that he had, he says, I count all of that as scubalon in comparison to Christ. Are you with me this morning? And so we have to understand, man, there is a difference between cursing and uh, cursing and swearing and strong language. Strong language is around us, and strong language is used to exclaim things. It's used to make things clear. But there's a difference between strong language and cursing and swearing. Someone say there's a difference. You know, we grew up and we hear you're not supposed to swear. And you're not supposed to curse. And we don't realize what those things actually means. Jesus is saying in context when he says these things in Matthew chapter, uh, in Matthew for example chapter 5 verse 33 through 37 or uh, uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 14. He's talking about our interactions with people. And he's talking about our interaction with God. He's saying if you say, he says he ends up saying let your yes be yes and your no be no. So don't say I swear that I'm going to do this next week. That is unscriptural we say i'm gonna do this or i'm not gonna do it and many of us we i swear to i don't even want to say it but i swear to 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 god that i'm gonna do this or that that is sin there's a difference between that swearing and cursing you know what cursing is it's when you curse somebody when you say horrible things you blankety blanker when you're being offensive to someone else or you're cursing them you're never you're nothing but a pile of then you are never going to amend to anything. But when we oftentimes say things like this, parents do to their children—swearing, cursing—that's biblically what he's talking about. It's the diff- There's a difference between strong language, cursing, and swearing. Can I just teach this morning, man? That is a feel. I just love it. And so I want you to grab this stuff and get it and understand so we can be educated and not be scared because even in scripture there is tons of of strong language but we just don't know it because we don't speak that native tongue. And if you dig deeper you understand that certain words are used to bring out depiction of what's happening so understand this. Don't be scared, don't be scared of music and things of this nature. We have to engage culture in order to understand how and prepare ourselves to be able to make impact. Are you with me? Let me tell you if you're gonna say flipping and friggin' and all those how many of you know about the veggie curse words and shite and all of those, you might as well say the word because the heart is the same thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can say flip and have the same heart as the other word. The point is that we have to get out of these these weird religious things that we've made up to make ourselves feel better about ourselves when in actuality where God has called us to be is to be individuals who are real, number one, and to make sure that we are engaging culture and that we are preparing ourselves to be able to make impact. And so lastly, somebody say lastly, and I got one minute left so I got to make sure that I close up here, but there's so much more that I would have to say you know because you're saying so then Pastor, you telling me i need to go out and i need to listen to x y and z do i need to go and watch porno to understand that life that lust is in the world and i need to go and help people do i need to listen to people talking about they're shooting people up and th- no that's not my point what i'm saying is however that you need to be, we need to be to, to the place where we are responsible with the gift of, uh, of access to all that we have today that God has given us. We need to be responsible with it, with it. For some of us, music is idolatry. And you might need to put music aside and you can't deal with music because it's an idol for you. Just like with alcohol. There's some, you know, the Bible doesn't teach that alcohol is sin. It te- teaches that alcohol abuse is sin. And for some of us, you can't handle alcohol because of the alcoholism that's in your line and in your life. And you know that if you take that one drink, it's going to trigger something off from your past life or for, some, for something that has been in you. Or it you can't drink around certain people and you need to give up that liberty because it will impact negatively people in your circle of influence. So am I telling you to go out there and drop F-bombs into cuss and do all this stuff in front? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying essentially you need to be led by the spirit. Write down Romans chapter 14 and read Romans chapter 14 when you go home, that whole chapter. With Paul unpacks it, he makes it clear that we have to be responsible. That's our goal, responsible as Christians and be spirit-led. I would challenge you to engage culture. Listen to music, hear what's out there, unpack it, see what people are saying. Don't be scared. You're not going to go to hell for hearing strong language. That's not biblical. But make sure that you guard your heart and your mind And that you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the ability to decipher between what's right and wrong. And he will give you the ability to be in the world, but not to be conformed to the world.